Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the JRPG Report. This is episode 239. My name is Dalton Suter, and we finally got some decent news stories in here to get out to all of you wonderful listeners. Uh, between a hurricane and then getting sick, it has been a rough couple weeks, but we are back, and here we go. Let's just roll into it. Not going to... Not gonna keep the news from you any longer than I already have. So, up first, the Switch Record of Agarest War Limited Edition will include a cool art book. So, Axis has confirmed the contents of the Record of Agarest War Limited Edition for the Switch release. The box gives people not only a physical copy of the game, but also a number of items offering additional peeks at its characters and art. For example, there's an 80-page art book and a 12 bromide cards in it, and there's also an acrylic standee. This will cost $89.99, and pre-orders are open through the Axis storefront. The acrylic standee features the record of Agarest cast of characters. The first piece of it features the game's title. The second shows 14 members of the cast, and the back one offers a background set them all against. A physical soundtrack CD will be in the box, and so will 12 5x7-inch bromide cards and 8 by 2.5 by 5.875 inch art book. As a reminder, one of the key elements of this strategy game is its relationship building elements. Your main character can fall in love with one of the heroines in the party, leading to the next generation for the game. The record of Agarus War Switch Standard and Limited Edition will appear March 9th, 2023. The game has also appeared on the PS3, Xbox 360, PC, and mobile devices. So Bravely Default launched 10 years ago a decade ago that's wild and square enix is commemorating the occasion with a pack of special merchandise the bravely default 10th anniversary goods pack contains several pieces celebrating the game's birthday the company also held a special anniversary exhibition in october 2022 the bravely default 10th anniversary set contains four items a mini folding screen shows off the cast of characters specially illustrated in a lineup over six panels screen measures 43 inches wide when fully unfolded. A set of four plushies represents the four main characters of the game, Agnes, Tiz, Idea, and Ringabelle. And there's also a glass, quote, 3D crystal that shows off Eri the Christ Fairy, as well as the iconic scenes from the game. A set of two clear files protects the document in Bravely Default style. Finally, a tote bag with the 10th anniversary logo it keeps all that stuff in one place. The Bravely Default 10th Anniversary Merchandise set costs 20,000 yen, which is roughly $148, and is available through the Square Enix online store. Bravely Default first launched in October 2012 on the Nintendo 3DS. It was originally conceived as an action RPG follow-up to Final Fantasy The Four Heroes of Light, but was reimagined as Bravely Default over the course of its development. The game takes place in the world of Luxendark, a place balanced by the four elemental crystals. One day, the crystals are consumed by darkness, bringing calamity. The four protagonists are brought together by their respective circumstances and set off to reawaken the crystals to save the world from the darkness. Bravely Default is playable on 3DS and its sequel, Bravely Default 2, launched on the Nintendo Switch and PC in 2021. So Bandai Namco has released the official story trailer for the Tales of Symphonia remaster. In a dying world, legend has it, a chosen one will one day rise from amongst the people and the land will be reborn. The line between good and evil blurs in this epic adventure where the fate of two interlocked worlds hangs in the balance. Follow the journey of Lloyd Irving and his friends as they try to save both worlds. 
Explore, a rich and lively world filled with unforgettable characters and experience an emotionally charged storyline like never before. It's going to feature fully graphically enhanced and improved gameplay. Play with up to three friends in local co-op mode to fight powerful opponents in real-time battles, combine hundreds of special attacks and magical spells, and watch stunning anime cutscenes and become absorbed in the endearing cel-shaded characters designed by renowned artist Kosuke Fujishima. Tales of Symphonia Remastered is due out for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch on February 16th, 2023 in Japan, and February 17th worldwide. So there are now Android and Apple iOS versions of Disgaea 4 available as NIS's latest two ports of the 2011 strategy game. It costs $32.99 on both App Store and Google Play. Both versions of the game add auto battle and high speed battle options to Disgaea 4. Two new modes can be used simultaneously in Disgaea 4's Android and iOS versions. Auto Battle, as the name suggests, lets Disgaea 4 fight its battles for you. You can set this for the story and items world stages, and this can be done both while the app is open and in use or in the background. The high speed battle option lets you start at one time speed, but also goes up to eight times speed. This can also be used with Auto Battle to level grind when not at the game. Two other features are available with these versions of Disgaea 4. If someone owns a PS4 controller, there is partial support for it. The product page says some menus aren't supported, which would mean relying on touch touchscreen controls to navigate them. But there is also cloud save support so people can play on multiple mobile devices. Disgaea 4 first appeared on the PS3 back in 2011, and it, stills, it tells the story of Valva Torres, a vampire who vowed to stop drinking blood as part of a promise to a human woman and ended up as a Hades prison guard as a result. Following an order to wipe out the Prennies under his care before he could fulfill a promise, Valvatores and his allies rise up to fight back against the Corruptorment. Three years after its launch, it showed up on the Vita. PS4 and Switch versions followed in 2019. The most recent Disgaea 4 port is the PC one, which is one of the, quote, complete versions with all content included. Disgaea 4 is available for PS3, PS4, Vita, Switch, PC, and Android and Apple iOS devices. So back in August of 2022, Good Smile Company announced that the Smile Fest 2022, or at the Smile Fest 2022, excuse me, that Persona characters would be joining its Hello, Good Smile line. Now, pre-orders opened for the three characters. The Persona 5 Joker, Panther, and Mona figures will be part of Hello, Good Smile starting May 2023 in Japan. They'll show up in North America in July 2023. As is common with this budget line, each one will be about 2,000 yen or roughly 12.99 US. The Joker, Panther, and Mona figures feature all three characters in their Phantom Thief attire. Each one offers one point of articulation. People can adjust their character's head. Uh, this allows it to be tilted to the side. They are all stylized approach to the different people. Uh... Man, this is worded strangely. Every Hello Good Smile figure features an open mouth smile, two eyes, and a chibi sort of appearance. And they all stand at just around four inches tall. So those, just keep an eye out for those. They will be available in Japan May 2023 and North America July 2023. Um, I retweeted this if you'd like to check it out and see what they look like. I am absolutely, I want to order all three. <laughs> I want them. They're adorable. So as Square Enix has mentioned before, the Crisis Core Final Fantasy Remaster does more than just make the game look better. There is new content there, like new gameplay events, or excuse me, new gameplay elements. Among them is the inclusion of a Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII reunion take on the Final Fantasy VII Remake Buster Sword Battle Stance system, which lets Zack switch strategies. 
Square Enix went through it and showed some of the screenshots in a new update, and it also comes in the just-released Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion launch trailer. The idea of battle stances came up in Final Fantasy VII Remake with Cloud. Players could change how his attacks worked by swapping between the Operator and Punisher modes to prioritize certain sorts of abilities. In Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion, Zack's battle stance let a per- lets a person use attack points to change his priorities when attacking with the Buster Sword. Names weren't mentioned for the stances in the update, however, one prioritizes his abilities while others up his defense and allows him to use stronger attacks. And if you would also like to check out the new launch trailer, uh, I did retweet this because it gives you a chance to see many important characters like Zack, Sephiroth, and Geo and Genesis. After the 52nd mark or so, it starts showing off gameplay, and in those segments, people can see the new Zack using the new Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion Buster Sword Battle Stance System. That was a mouthful. Just be careful as there are spoilers for the ending in the trailer. And speaking of Crisis Core Reunion, members of the Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion team confirmed that there are currently no plans for a Final Fantasy VII Before Crisis or Dirge of Cerberus remake or remaster. The info comes from an interview with Korean site RuliWeb.com, which spoke to Crisis Core Reunion executive producer Yoshinori Kitase creative director Tetsuya Nomura, and producer Mariko Saito. Also hinted at in the interview were why the team chose to remaster Crisis Core Reunion in the first place, how it's connected to the Final Fantasy VII Remake project. According to Nomura, a Dirge of Cerberus remake would be confusing to experience before the main story of the Final Fantasy VII Remake project is completed. This is because the story of Dirge of Cerberus takes place three years after the conclusion of Final Fantasy VII. As such, there are no plans yet to work on a remaster or remake of that title. Dirge of Cerberus Final Fantasy VII originally released in 2006 on the PS2 and put players in control of Vincent Valentine, a secret character from Final Fantasy VII. While Vincent himself has yet to appear in Final Fantasy VII Remake Trilogy, Vice from Dirge of Cerberus appeared as a secret boss in Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate. There are also no plans currently to do a Final Fantasy VII Before Crisis remake or remaster as Square Enix is still assessing overseas demand. Before Crisis Final Fantasy VII was a Japanese exclusive mobile action RPG released on NTT Docomo's FOMO 900i series cell phones. Its planned overseas release was cancelled as popular western feature phones didn't meet the technical requirements needed. When asked why the team chose to remaster Crisis Core, Katase answered the product or answered that producing Crisis Core Reunion fits into the time frame between installments of Final Fantasy VII Remake's trilogy. It takes a long time to produce games on that scale, but the team wanted fans to have ways to keep experiencing the story and world of Final Fantasy VII. So Crisis Core represented an interesting opportunity because of how Zack is front and center for the game's story, thus Crisis Core filled that need. As for how Crisis Core Reunion fits into the Final Fantasy VII Remake, Nomura said that the team has changed nothing from the original Crisis Core, narratively speaking. This makes the story seem inconsistent with what's presented in Remake, and that contradiction is intentional. However, Nomura encouraged fans to be patient and play the Final Fantasy VII Remake trilogy to its conclusion, which will reveal why Crisis Core Reunion's story is not contradictory at all. Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion will come out for the Nintendo Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PC on December 13th, 2022. The original Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII is available for the PSP. So publisher Koi Tecmo and developer Gust have released the second trailer and 18 minutes of Switch gameplay for Atelier Ryza 3, Alchemist of the End, and Secret Key. A new set of screenshots were also released confirming Patricia Albaheim 
or Abelheim, excuse me, voiced by Naomi Ozora, Impel Volmer, and Lilla Desiris, I believe how I would pronounce it at least, as the game's final set of party members and showcasing the game's real-time battle tactical system, evolved synthesis, and key system. Atelier Ryza 3, Alchemist in the End, and The Secret Key is due out for PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC via Steam February 22nd, 2023 in Japan, and February 24th worldwide. If you would like to watch these trailers and see these screenshots, I did retweet this over at JRPG Report on Twitter. Go check it out. So just a wild bit of news here. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet sold 10 million units in its first three days of release. This is the highest global sales level for any software on any Nintendo platform within its first three days. The number includes both physical and digital editions. So that was just mind-blowing to me. That is a lot of mo- That's a lot of money. <laughs> My goodness. <clears throat> and another uh, not too long of a uh, news story here, but something I thought was cool. The Switch version of Digimon World Next Order isn't the only one on the way. And the Steam product page for the PC version has appeared. It showed up on November 30th, 2022, and it included some of the recommended system requirements to run the game. The minimum system requirements to run it on Steam is you're going to need Windows 10, you need a processor of at least an Intel Core i3-2100 or AMD FX4300, 4 gigabytes of RAM, a, for graphics they recommend to have at least an NVIDIA GeForce GTX 560, one gigabyte or an amd radeon hd 68701 gig and have at least seven gigabytes of storage space available typically a page like this also mentions other features however the one for digimon world next order doesn't mention anything about support for steam achievements trading cards or cloud save support yet it only confirms full troller full controller support Digimon World Next Order will come to the Nintendo Switch and PC via Steam on February 22nd, 2023 worldwide. The game is already available on the PS4 worldwide, and it can also be found on the Vita in Japan. So an- another sales you know, uh, mark that I saw that I thought was impressive is total shipments and digital sales for the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, Xbox One, Switch, and PC versions of Persona 5 Royal, which launched on October 21st worldwide, have surpassed 1 million units. Atlas has announced. Persona 5 Royal first launched for PlayStation 4 on October 31st, 2019 in Japan, followed by March 20 or March 31st, 2020 worldwide. Combined with the PlayStation 4 version, total shipments and digital sales for Persona 5 Royal have surpassed 3.3 million units worldwide as of November 30th, 2022, meaning the PlayStation 4 version has surpassed 2.3 million units. Additionally, total shipments and digital sales for Persona 5 series, which includes Persona 5, Persona 5 Royal, Persona 5 Dancing in the Star Starlight and Persona 5 Strikers have surpassed 8.3 million worldwide as of November 30th. Total shipments and digital sales for the Persona series in total have surpassed 16.8 million units worldwide. Man, Persona 5 is half of the total units sold for Persona. That's wild. Persona 5 Royal is available now for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC via Steam and Microsoft Store. But might I recommend being a pc player don't buy things from the microsoft store it is an awful awful store (laughs) it's it's awful don't use it don't use it so nis america unveiled new gameplay trailer for labyrinth of refrain sequel labyrinth of galleria the moon society the trailer covers some of the key features from the dungeon rpg 
and it also shows off footage of the game in action, emphasizing its first-person perspective and character art. The game puts the player in charge of a spirit that dwells inside a magical lamp. The lantern, uh, the lantern de Fantasmagori. Under the direction of the crone Madame Marta, players will lead parties of puppet soldiers into the depths of the labyrinth. There, they'll find curios, treasure, and a lot of danger. <clears throat> of course, the player can't move their lantern on their own, though. For that, they'll need the help of Eureka, a young spirit medium hired as Madame Marta's assistant. To explore the labyrinth, players will need to assemble their own coven of puppet soldiers, giving them their equipment, abilities, and character classes. They'll also be able to improve their gear with systems like alchemy. Puppet soldiers can take on different character classes, also called facets in Labyrinth of Galleria of the Moon Society. Some facets include the Wonder Corsair, an all-around class, uh, the Shinomashira, the, the Thatrical Star, the Famio Seeker, uh, the Rapid Venator, Excuse me, the Rapid Venenator, the Magia Maid, the Pure Fortress, and the Aster Crow. The game will also get a limited edition physical release. The limited edition of the game will contain a two-disc original soundtrack, a hardcover art book, a collector's box, a copy of Labyrinth of Galleria Dungeon Divers card game, a deck of cards, and Playmat are included in that pack. Labyrinth of Galleria The Moon Society will release on PS4, PS5, Nintendo Switch, and PC February 14th, 2023. So up next, some news coming out of RGG Studio. They have confirmed that the Yakuza Cabaret minigame will return in Like a Dragon Gaiden, The Man Who Erased His Name. This is in response to a tweet that RGG Studio in Japan made several days ago. Women over 20 years old in Japan will be able to audition for a role as a cabaret worker in Like a Dragon Gaiden, as well as a role in Like a Dragon 8. Hopeful cabaret workers will have until December 23rd, 2022 to submit their pictures to RGG Studio. You will need to take two photographs, one from the chest up and one of the whole body in lightly dressed clothing. You will not need to have any real life experience working in cabarets. The winner of the grand prize will not only be allowed to appear in both games, but they will also be able to get a million JBY in prize money. I guess that would be Japanese yen. Uh, they will also get a complimentary copy of Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name. The cabaret minigame, or Hostess Club, has been a staple for most of the Like a Dragon slash Yakuza series. You can spend money to talk to women who work at cabaret clubs and raise their relationship values. And you can also give them gifts as you know, uh, as you get to know the girls better, you can play through their sub-stories as well as go on dates with them outside of the club. Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name, is in development and will come out for t in 2023. It will appear for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Windows PC. And speaking of, there is a new way to see what gameplay in the Yakuza series spinoff Like a Dragon Ishin is like. Sega has shared a new combat trailer. Almost two minute long video shows the different styles available during the Bakamatsu era. As a reminder, Like a Dragon Ishin is a period piece and remake of the PS3 and PS4 Yakuza game released in Japan in 2014. It features the uh, Shinsengumi member Ryoma Sakamoto slash Saito Hajime, who is basically Kazuma Kiryu on a quest for justice. As you might expect, other figures also resemble major Yakuza figures like Goro Majima. As with traditional entries in the series, there are different styles Sakamoto can use for fights. The newest trailer shows how the brawler, gunman, swordsman, and wild dancer ones all work in-game. And if you would like to see this trailer, I did retweet it, but Like a Dragon Ishin will bring back the Ryu Gai Gotaku Yakuza spinoff to everyone worldwide for the first time on February 21st, 2023. It will be available for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PC. And people who pre-order the digital digital deluxe version can start playing on February 17th, 2023. 
<clears throat> so PlayStation confirmed the leaks that Monster Hunter Rise will appear on PS4 and PS5 on January 20th, 2023. Hey, that's the day before my birthday. The PS5 version of the game in particular will have some exclusive features and upgrades from the Switch and PC versions of the game. The PlayStation blog brought up the changes. Trophies will be available in both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 versions of Monster Hunter Rise. The PlayStation blog noted that the PlayStation players do not need to be on the same platform to engage in co-op, and a PS4 player can play with a PS5 player and vice versa. However, it does not appear as if you will be able to take part in multiplayer with a player on a completely different console. For instance, a PS4 player would not be able to co-op with someone on the Nintendo Switch. As for general performance and mechanics of the game, PS5 players will have an advantage. For starters, PlayStation 5 players will be able to choose if they want to play the game in 4K at up to 60 frames a second or 1080p up to 120 frames a second. This option, as well as 3D audio, will be available at launch. There will also be additional feedback from the controller if you use a shield or gunner weapons. This is due to the adaptive triggers in the PS5 DualSense controller. Monster Hunter Rise will launch digitally for the PS4 and PS5 on January 20th, 2023, and those who pre-order the game can get the layered armor for your Palamute or Palico, as well as a novice talisman. It will also appear on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise is readily available right now on the Nintendo Switch and Windows PC. And here to wrap it up, we have a block of some Fire Emblem news. So Nintendo has released a new trailer for Fire Emblem Engage, dealing the emblem rings, or detailing the emblem rings, excuse me, which embody the characters from past Fire Emblem titles. Six of the 12 emblem ring characters have been officially revealed. Marth, Sigurid, Celica, Byleth, Corin, and Lin. <clears throat> the other six emblem ring characters have not been introduced, but can be gleaned from the game's announcement trailer. Rounding out the 12 emblem characters includes Lucinia, Ike, Micaiah, Leaf, Roy, and Irika. <clears throat> Nintendo has also posted a Japanese blog from Fire Emblem Engage showcasing that the emblems sync or how these emblems sync with a playable unit, changing their battle properties. We've translated the key details below for you. Um, and if you would like to read and check this out in the you know, stats and stuff for the different characters i did retweet this fire emblem engage is set to release on january 20th 2023 hey that's a day before my birthday <laughs> for nintendo switch in case you missed it you can check out a recent story trailer as well as every character revealed so far speaking of character reveals nintendo has released some more information on Tamara, who will be a playable character in the upcoming game fire emblem engage Tamara is the crown princess of solm as well as the older sister of fogato she loves to sing and party, and there will be a cutscene in which she sings for the protagonist. The Fire Emblem Japanese Twitter account shared several tweets introducing Tamara. She is bright, innocent, and cheerful. Perhaps this is the result of growing up in a country like Solm, which values and loves freedom. She will start off as a sentinel, which uses lance weapons, and you can check out a video of her on the official Fire Emblem Engage website. And then Nintendo also shared several tweets introducing Zephia and Marnie, which are two other new, char or new characters and villains in the upcoming Fire Emblem Engage. Zephia is the leader of Fire Emblem Engage Four Hounds, who are planning to revive the Fell Dragon. She is also a descendant of the Demon Dragon Clan who lived for millennia. Zephia has been working in the shadows for the dragon Sombron to collect the Emblem Rings. Marnie is another member of the Four Hounds in Fire Emblem Engage. She is a confident and moody knight in her armor. Marnie seems cheerful and cute, but she is quick to look down on others because of her own might. So Fire Emblem Engage will come out worldwide again January 23rd, 2023. And that is going to about do it 
for this episode of the JRPG Report. So if you would like to follow us over on Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com slash the JRPG Report. You can find us over on Twitter at JRPG Report. You can come and join the Patreon and support the show, which would mean the world to me. It's patreon.com slash JRPG Report. And you can get your name read out on each and every episode like these wonderful people. Kim C., Jake W., Jordan K., Kalarian, and Master Loot. You all rock. And also, if you would like to hear me, I do another bi-weekly PC gaming show called The Steam Machine Podcast, where me and my buddies Nate and Willie play through my backlog of PC games. And right now, we are putting a convoy together because we're playing American Truck Simulator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's actually actually been quite fun. So if you'd like to hear that, you know, uh, check us out over at the Steam Machine Podcast. That episode will be dropping, I believe, next week. So until then, and until next time, everyone, I need you to do me a wonderful, wonderful favor. Well, first, I want to thank each and every one of you for listening to every episode. It's much appreciated. I love you all. Do me a massive favor. Get back out there and level up.